everyone, and thanks for listening to Food for Thought Friday. I am your host, April Hanna, and the Food for Thought Fridays are more inspirational podcasts, so you're not going to see them as often, and I really want to do them only when I feel moved and inspired to talk about a certain topic. And so I had something interesting happen on our podcast that I thought would be a good food for thought because it's something that I am still contemplating and saying, hmm, I wonder what that was, what's that about? So as you can hear, I do have a little bit of a cold, which kind of plays into the story a little bit as well. But if you tune in and listen to the interview portions that I do with guests that we have on our show, I interviewed a woman by the name of Mananda, and she is claiming to be... Um, basically Christ consciousness and the Divine Mother after having um, a death experience around the age of 33. She was in a coma um, and had a physical death experience at age 33. And then upon this awakening that there was an ascension that happened and she described it as there was a walk-in that occurred. And now she has the ability to heal like very similar to the John of God. So I'm not sure if some of you are familiar with him, but he is a pretty well-known healer that many people travel to all over the world to get a basically a miracle healing from him. So this is what uh, Miyananda is claiming uh, she is also able to do now since this ascension and awakening process that she had after this physical death at 33 years old due to meningitis. So I have to say, when I first started the interview, I myself was a bit skeptical. You know, we took a look at her information and some of it looked good, but of course, being that open-minded skeptic, we are kind of looking at this as, well, is this actually true? Is it legit? Is there credibility here? Now, I am pretty overprotective of our listeners and of the information that we put out. So I always want to make sure that I am interviewing from both sides of the coin of the people who are believers and that um, believe in all of the different healing modalities. And you guys know that I am one of them. I need to experience though in order to really believe it. And then I also like to come at my interviews more from the end of the skeptic, um, because I'd like to think about those skeptics out there who are really searching for answers, and they're going to come across this interview, and they are going to I try to ask the questions that the skeptics would also try to ask. So I have to say I was a little bit harder on this uh, subject that we had to interview because uh, one of my biggest pet peeves in the field of healing is I know that there are so many people out there who need actual healing and they get taken advantage of by people who are charging crazy amounts of money, claiming that these miracles and these absolute uh, healings can happen for people and they're just being used and taken advantage of. So I want to make sure that if I'm putting information out there that I am not <clears throat> putting information out from people who do this. So um, during our interview, I think that she did a great job answering a lot of questions. Um, you know, still the skepticism comes in is, you know, knowing that she has a master's degree, a very well-educated woman in family therapy. Um, you know, she also has a bunch of trainings, let me see here, and certificates um, in the healing field. She was trained in quantum healing, hypnotherapy, reconnective healing, the reconnection Reiki, master of Kundalini Reiki, advanced theta healing, the emotion code, body code, movement therapy, SRT, holographic healing, tarot, kinesiology, cranial sacral, shamanism, different breath works, and also has a therapy degree. So how much of what 
she is able to um, talk about and educate is just from her prior knowledge of all of these wonderful different healing techniques. I mean, the more trainings that you get in the field of healing, the more you are definitely understanding about consciousness and love and how energy works and how energy moves. So definitely has a great repertoire of training, but is this really, and am I really talking to the divine mother in Christ consciousness? Now that's what I wanted to get down to the bottom of, like, who am I really talking to? And is this true? Um, so I think that the interview holds a lot of great answers. I think that um, there was a lot of teaching that she shared as well. And um, I'm not saying that she's not legit in any way, but I told the listeners that I would do a follow-up because she actually offered to do a live healing for me. And um, I did say that I was sick, and that would be great if I could be cured of um, my cold, because it, colds are never happy in the world of being an entrepreneur, and it's never helpful because it's hard to take some time off, even though you have to do some self-care. Um, but sometimes when we're not working, we're not getting paid. So that can always make a cold this time of year a little challenging, especially around the holidays when people need you the most. So, you know, I kind of asked for that. And then a part of me said, okay, well, if I'm sitting across from the Divine Mother, and I am really speaking to this celestial being who says that she can create a miracle, and that healings can happen instantaneously, she asked me what issue I would want to work on. So instead of playing it small, I played it pretty big, and shared, um, and, and, shared where I really wanted to go because if this certain situation could be healed in my life and this pattern and I'm, you know, on the phone with, uh, Christ consciousness, why wouldn't I talk to Christ consciousness about the one area that causes me so much pain, right? Okay. So I dared greatly. Thanks, Brene Brown, right? Giving me some courage here. And I wanted to talk a little bit about the process, and my goal before I put this Food for Thought Friday out is to wait and see how this unravels, and I'm going to be adding to this recording so I can get let you guys know if an actual healing um, is occurring in this situation. So we worked on the issue of... Um, alcoholism and drug addiction that has tend to have followed me, um, not for me personally, but people that I love and love dearly or end up getting into intimate relationships with. Um, it just seems like it's been very hard for me to find um, someone who doesn't have an addiction. And a lot of this stems back from early childhood. Um, both of my parents actually struggled with some alcoholism, and my dad ended up, you know, finding his way back and, to sobriety and really hasn't struggled with it like my mom has. My mom has struggled with um, alcohol and drug addiction pretty heavily um, and still tends to struggle late into her 60s. So that is what I posed to the Divine Mother and asked for help and healing in that if this karmic um, this, if this karma or karmic cycle and wheel of mine can actually be reconfigured and reconstructed and healed so I can live a more peaceful life and I can engage in, you know, healthy, intimate relationships, whether it be people I date, whether I get remarried again, um, you know, friends, whatever the case may be. But if I can break that pattern of vibration, then why not? So um, she asked to do the live healing, and she began, and you can go back and listen to it, because I really right now can't remember all the different steps. Um, 
And I know that we were working on from a scale from zero to 10 and feeling it in our bodies, which is very traditional psychotherapy work that you're using. Uh, it also goes align uh, in hand with, I'm sorry, like emotional freedom technique, thought field therapy. Um, you could have people rate that stuff in hypnotherapy. You scan the body, you see where you're holding the emotion. And I was able to do that. So um, she had me bring up a memory that caused um, disruption in my energy field. And, I, you know, gosh, it's it felt like a long childhood. And there's probably many different memories that I could bring up. So I brought one up and then another one came up and then one that was pretty intense um, came to mind. And I wasn't expecting this one to come to mind because I haven't thought about it in a very long time. And um, it had to do with my mom really surviving a very bad uh, physical altercation with a boyfriend of hers that landed her in the hospital. She had to have reconstructive surgery on her face. There were broken eye sockets. All of her teeth were knocked out. Um, her nose was broken. I mean, it was just horrific. And she had lost consciousness and my cousin had found her. Meanwhile, I was away in college. And um, at that time, I knew that my mom was dating somebody that was completely unhealthy. And I'm seeing her getting back into drugs and alcohol. And, you know, at this time, I'm in college, it's back when I was going to Utica between 1997, 1999. I can't remember the exact date. But I had come home for a holiday, and it was completely disrupted by her behavior. And I was really angry. And as you'll hear in that interview, I kind of used my anger to distance myself from my mom. And I basically took a stance and I said, enough is enough. I'm in college now. I'm not going to deal with this. And I basically said to my mom, don't bother contacting me. Don't talk to me. I didn't want to have anything to do with her. So I was going on a couple of months of not having any contact with my mom. And I get this phone call from my cousin um, saying, you need to come home. Something's happened to your mom. And, you know, my cousin told me the story and what had happened. And she said, you're not going to be able to recognize her. And I just want you to know that before you come. So you're not shocked. And I really didn't know how bad it was going to be. Like those words didn't quite register, but my cousin was 100% correct. Um, and it was very scary and very traumatic and heartbreaking on many different levels, because here I am trying to be mad and trying to prove my mom a lesson. And you're not, your daughter's not going to talk to you, shape up, you know, get this addiction under control. And then here she is practically dying at the hand hands of a crazy lunatic man, uh, you know, druggy. So, you know, and then I fall into compassion and like, oh my God, how could I be so upset and angry and, you know, coming home and then recognizing the damage that was done. So it was a very, very trying time. Now I did not share that on the podcast because we were running out of time and, um, I don't know if anybody wants to hear about it or not, but whatever, you're going to hear about it. Because if I'm going to be open and honest about the unfolding of the healing and why I chose you know, to work on this, you have to be honest about it, as tough as it is to talk about. So that was what I was working on during the podcast. Now, she also kept saying that the goal was to actually, if I understood it correctly, like erase it from the memory, or they were, she was trying to do something with the memory of it where you wouldn't be able to recall it. So the process was um, helpful. I could definitely feel that she had entered my energy field, which I am used to that with distance energy healing. So again, here's the skeptic in me saying, well, how do I know that this isn't just Reiki? How do I know that she's really working at, at the DNA level, on the cellular level? 
Um, how do I know that this is Christ consciousness and the divine mother and not just a distant healing using, um, you know, kind of like hypnotherapy suggestions, the image will become fuzzier, you may not be able to see it as strong. And I would tend to be a pretty suggestive and open person. So it would be easy for me to want you know, that to be the case. Who wouldn't want that to be the case? If you have such a traumatic memory and somebody's saying, okay, I can erase it and, you know, you don't have to relive that, who wouldn't want to give that up and over? So, um, so we go through the process and I would say definitely the feeling attached to uh, visualizing the memory wasn't as strong, wasn't able to pull it up as visual. Um, and it felt like it was more of a thought, more like if I had to think about it, I'm watching it from a distance happening. So I definitely felt that there was something that that worked and that helped. Um, and then she had also said that the healing, that they were going to continue to work on my energy for about three hours afterwards. So we're almost about three hours in. I think there's another half an hour. And um, I have something to do at four o'clock today. So I spoke to Miananda and finished the interview around 1230. And I have somewhere to be at four o'clock. So that was kind of interesting to me that, you know, in a three hour time, I was still going to be home. I wasn't going to be out in the community. Um, there was also a point, too, that I'll share that when she was clearing my energy, whatever it is that she's doing, um, that, you know, you might hear her making silly noises, like it sounded like that she was coughing at one point. Um, you know, that to me is also, I'm familiar with that. It doesn't freak me out or scare me because many shamans that I've worked with will use their breath. They may feel stuff come up and out. They might cough, they might yell. So I was assuming that that's what was happening. But she did make a comment when she was tapping into stuff where she said there's a lot of violence here. And um, definitely this image was surrounded a very, around a very violent act, which I did not share. So I'm still questioning, though, because as a healer myself and an intuitive, we can work with somebody and we can be in their energy field and we can get a sense of the energy and um, see things and get psychic hits and have an idea of what it is. So again, I still thought that that was great in a sense that she didn't know what the image was that I had brought to mind, but she was able to see that there was violence attached to it. So that gained more credibility for me as well. Um, and then, you know, it was kind of a short, a shorter healing. I don't know how long this takes, but again, you know, in the interview, she had mentioned that these healings only take minutes and that they can instantaneously happen. Now, she was also picking up on me that I use my anger for protection uh, when it comes to my mom, which I would say is very accurate. And it sounded like that maybe stuff wasn't completely removed from me because on some energetic level, I feel like I need to hold on to that. So that could also be true. I might do a follow-up interview with her as I psychologically work through and begin to unravel some of that stuff. Because one of the things that was very nice um, that she had said that wouldn't it be good to be able to hold your mother at a distance, but without the anger, something of that essence. And I never really thought about it that way. You know, maybe I don't have to be so stern or so strict with my boundaries, but that I could still hold this person at a distance, still feel safe, but it doesn't necessarily have to be done with anger. Now, 
a good a good psychotherapist. I'm sure I have said that to my clients on many occasions. I mean, that's just good traditional psychotherapy and working to shift anger and bringing people more into forgiveness for themselves so that they can release that. Divine Mother advice, Christ Consciousness advice, or just plain old good psychotherapy awareness and trying to shift the consciousness of your client and reframe it into a different um, state of mind. So I would say a couple of things too. I did take an Alka-Seltzer before that interview, so I wouldn't sound totally horrible to you guys. And I did take that around, I think, right before the interview, which was 11 o'clock. It's three o'clock now, and I am feeling better, but I don't know if it's the Alka-Seltzer or if it is from the healing. So I am not going to take any over-the-counter medication to help, no Sudafed, um, or anything like that, and I'm just going to see and allow whatever healing she did to settle into the body. And I'll also be curious to see how this may or may not unravel with my mom. I actually did get a text from her um, just a little while ago wanting to know what my Christmas list was. Yes, still at 40, people are, my parents still ask me for my Christmas list, um, and she's looking to buy some of the essential oil products that I made for Christmas. So, um, you know, so it's not like my mom and I aren't in communication with each other and that we're not talking, but there's, you know, I definitely have to keep some boundaries around that in order for me not to get so sad or to feel upset. So that is one thing that I am going to personally be working on is seeing if I can hold the relationship in a different way uh, without so much anger and see if that unravels. And I am probably going to give this, I didn't really ask for a time frame, but the day that we interviewed her is November 17th, 2017. Um, And I am probably going to give it maybe about a week and just see how the week unfolds. Tonight, I'm actually going to do a paranormal investigation in some haunted building in Saratoga Springs, New York called the Canfield Casino. So that'll be interesting too. I'm probably going to do a podcast around that. And that'll be a whole different experience if there's anything fun to talk about. Um, But also just kind of interesting that it's happening. I think this is a new moon or there's something with the moon tonight um, and doing having this healing with the divine mother and then I'm going to do a paranormal investigation and who the hell knows what's going to happen uh, this week and how things unfold but I wanted to just be a testimonial and there of course there's a part of me that really wants to believe this to be open um, to think that wow you know our podcast was divinely guided to the celestial being who offers this healing and she offered a free healing to me. Um, I definitely have a lot of appreciation and gratitude for that, but I also want to make sure it's the real deal. Because, you know, this person's also located out in California. If you look at her website, she's a gorgeous, beautiful girl. Um, Her marketing is wonderful. Her YouTube and videography is great. And, you know, Mike and I kind of question, too, well, how do we know she's just not an aspiring actress, you know, that's looking to get attention? I know that sounds horrible, but I can't imagine that, you know, we, Mike and I are the only ones that, you know, kind of look at some of this stuff and say, is this legit or is it not? And you know that we fall more on the side of believers and that we, um, you know, definitely want to experience that this is what's happening in consciousness and that more of these healers are coming to light. But we also know that there are people out there that can take advantage of the light. Not saying that she is at all, but I'm just saying I want to make sure that that it's legit. And I can only speak through my own experience, but I will definitely work pretty hard to make sure that if there is anything that is blocking 
this healing to happen, a belief system or whatever, that I'm going to work on that and journal on that throughout the week. She also has on our website that you can call upon her and she will work with you through the 888 um, energy field and that number, the sacred geometry of eight. Um, She says, by holding the codes to the succession of 888, Miyananda is able to give you access to six portals of power through love. Call upon Miyananda and the 888 frequency for healing and abundance at any time. So I'll just try to tap into that as well and make sure that I am aware and conscious of what my process is and try to be 100% fully open. Even though I have some skepticism, I don't want that to block me from something that can truly unravel and heal me. So I'm setting that intention that I allow any and all healings to happen from this interaction with the Divine Mother and the Celestial Being, Miyananda. So I will um, check back in with you guys and let you know how the week unfolds. Thanks for tuning in. I'll talk to you soon.